Hi, I'm John Leister, and this is episode 32 of the Johnny's Way podcast. Here we go. This is one of my first Lee Hacklin short stories. It's called Lee Hacklin, 1970s Private Investigator in My Mom, the Human Alarm Clock. Here we go. Lunch with Mom, Eternity, Eternity in Hell. No, it's not that bad, not really. I love my mom, I really do. But truthfully, much of the time, I can't stand being around her. Maybe you, dear reader, or in this case, dear listener, can relate, or maybe you can't. Allison Hacklin, she who birthed me, is 55 and looks a lot younger. She doesn't smoke, unlike her wretched son, but she'll have a drink on occasion and likely does a lot of things I'd rather not know about. Ignorance is bliss. I know she's disappointed with her life. When she was a child, she wanted to be a ballet dancer. Like me, she had an artsy side that was never fulfilled. She even took an acting class once, didn't like it. Too many weirdos, she said. When I was maybe 15, me and my older sister Anne were poking around our parents' bedroom, and there were some loose sheets of paper under their bed. We read them and laughed. They were the first chapter of a romance novel. Looking back, the writing was actually pretty good. We probably should have encouraged her, but she would have killed us, well, me, for snooping around their bedroom in the first place. Okay, whenever I have lunch with mom, it usually goes like this. We meet at a prearranged time in a prearranged place, and she's late, very late. Sorry sorry for being sexist. Come on, I love women. In fact, at that point in my life, I was in a monogamous relationship with the beautiful Abigail Lake, who not only raised a son mostly by herself, fantastically, I might add, Nick, great kid, but also owned three boutique salons in New York City. My point is that in my experience, men are often on time for whatever, and women are not. My mom was no exception. When she finally shows up, showed up, she kissed me on the cheek. When she finally shows up, she kisses me on the cheek and leaves behind a dollop of saliva, which I try to ignore for fear of offending her. If I do, she makes a clucking sound, and what's already difficult becomes arduous. Then she sits, open the menu, and proceeds to read the whole effing thing from top to bottom, every sentence uttered starting with theirs. There's steak, there's prime rib, there's chicken. Oh, you can order it steamed here. That's probably healthier. And so on. Mom's favorite second conversation, favorite, second favorite conversation starter is they say they say godfather is going to win best picture this year they say it's going to rain tomorrow they say one glass of wine a day is good for the heart i never ask exactly who they are that would be like asking a supercomputer in a bad sci-fi movie why and then the effing thing blows up and freedom is restored to america the end lately she's been asking a lot about abby which is exactly what she did after joining me and doing the stuff as noted above how's abby working when do i get to meet her Anne Smetter, soon, Mom, I don't know. You don't want me to meet her, do you? Yes, Mom, I do. I'm hungry. Let's order. So we did. The food came quickly. The place was busy, a nice family restaurant in Queens where Mom lived in a one-bedroom apartment. While we ate, Mom talked about work and the people she worked with and whom slept with whom. She wasn't exactly hurting for money, especially after recently selling the family house, something we were all emotionally recovering from. Nonetheless, she worked part-time at a law firm as a clerk. I try not to look at my watch. I didn't want to hear her asking me, is there some place else you'd rather be? We had window seating. Allison looked outside and gasped. There was a man. He was maybe 60. He wore a suit that might have fit him 20 years ago. I wondered if he had to lie down to get into it. Morbidly obese didn't cut it. He was epically fat. Bags of flesh hung under his eyes. His nose was veiny, hard boozer. His mouth was open and his eyes were teary. I looked at mom. Oh dear, oh my god, oh dear, oh dear, who's that? Oh dear, oh dear. Yes, mom, calm down. Lee's here and I have my gun. Who is that? A man. Okay, anything else? Always a lawyer at the firm. We dated for a while, I never told you. 
he came inside, past the hostess, and streaked right up to our table. It was raining outside and he was soaked. There was desperation in his body language and barely controlled grief and or rage. Everyone continued about their business, but I got the sense that the three of us were the center of attention. Allie, Allie, I'm sorry. I know I'm intruding. I'm sorry. Please talk to me. I need to talk to you for just a minute. Mom looked at her. I stood and stuck out my hand. Hi there, I'm Lee. I'm Allison's son. We shook hands. His was sweaty and limp. Alan Evans, your mom's told me all about you, the catcher of the Central Park Rapist. And then there was that thing at Empire State. Nice to meet you. Mom, she shook her head no. Okay, Alan, you have to go now. We're having lunch and you're kind of making a scene. <coughs> Pardon me. Instead of taking the hint, Al pulled over a chair from another table and sat at ours. In what was a monumental act of self-discipline for me, I didn't shoot him right then and there. I sat and Mom squeezed my hand. She knew all too well what I was capable of. It's okay, dear. Alan, you can join us for a minute and then you have to leave. This is really inappropriate. I want you back. Oh, for F's sakes. I glared at him. He ignored me. Pardon me. No, we're finished. You have to leave now. Not until you tell me why you stopped returning my calls. Mom, Lee, let your mother handle this. Alan, we had a few dates and you're a very nice man. You might want to eat a salad now and then, but we worked together and you told everyone at the firm that we were officially a couple when we were not. Then there's the butt grabbing. In another monumental act of self-discipline, I didn't beat him to death right then and there. I could make a lot of trouble for you, Alan. Times are changing. Al men have been getting away with that kind of garbage since Adam and Eve. Okay, enough. I'm having lunch with my son, time to go. This is what you've driven me to. Alan stood awkwardly, his chair fell back, our table vibrated a little, and he grabbed my mother's steak knife and shook it at her. Completely ignoring me, I stood and cold cocked him with a hard right. The sound effect made it the sound effect it made was something like something out of Scooby-Doo. He fell to his corpulent behind and dropped the knife. I can't go anywhere without this sort of thing happening, even when I'm with my mom, apparently. Mom screamed, Alan, Alan. I'm okay, Al. Lee, he grabbed your knife, man. He grabbed your knife, Mom. She picked up her glass of water and splashed my face. Alan got up, wobbled some, and stumbled out of the place, while staff and patrol alike watched in awe of amusement. I might have saved your life, Mom. Alan is a disturbed man. Can you believe he's a lawyer? She was talking to me as if nothing had happened while I wiped water off my face. You should be flattered that a man like him finds your mother attractive. Then when she rebuffs his advances, he resorts to an act of desperation. He must really love me. And you hit him in front of all these people. I hope you're proud of yourself. Yes, Mom, I am. Are we staying for dinner? And that is the end of Lee Hacklin, 1970s private investigator in Mom, the Human Alarm Clock. Thanks for listening, and please feel free to join my Facebook group page, Johnny's Way. Cheers.